gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Script Show, where we're talking about your favorite movies, what was good, what was bad, and how we can improve on things. We don't just talk about the problems, we give solutions to the problems. And today, I am joined again with my lovely co-host, Dr. Sam. You know, Taylor, I'm really surprised that this movie this week wasn't rated R. (laughs) Oh no, what are we talking about this week, Sam? We're talking about... Pirates of the Caribbean, but we're not talking about the Black Pearl. We're not talking about the Dead Man's Chest or even the World's End. We're talking about being on Stranger Tides. Ooh, the undeniably best movie out of all the Pirates movies, maybe besides five. Of course, of course. If you can tell me anything out there, if anybody remembers this movie at all, please tell me, because uh, most people remember the original trilogy, and then I think a lot of people have... A feeling about the most recent one, about how bad it was. But if anyone can remind me, if you think you could tell me the plot of On Stranger Tides, I dare you to. Do you remember, what are the things you remember from this movie before rewatching it? I remembered that there was the Fountain of Youth, but I remember that mostly because of the end of the third movie. That was what Johnny mm-hmm. Depp was looking for. Right. And I remember the, the boat shoots fire, and I remember Penelope Cruz. I remember that there's a love, a romance between the mermaid and the priest or clergyman, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it's, you just have that, and you don't have a Jack Sparrow movie, and it's okay. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I didn't... <laughs> I mean, what what did you think of this going into it? When Did you see this originally when it came out in theaters? Yeah, I saw it really early when it came out in theaters. I did not like it. It's just because nothing's going on. Like, it's never fluid. It is just Jack Sparrow doing Jack Sparrow stuff. And it's boring. Yeah, I mean, I saw it I saw it in high school with a girlfriend, and I was like, this is really bad. And she's like, you need to have fun at movies. And then we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows if that was the reason. But yeah, it was, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Because the first three were like a lot of fun. And even though two and three weren't very good, like they at least had their charms. And, like, they were overly complicated, but in a kind of fun way. Whereas this one was just, like, there are so many interesting ideas in this one that just kind of get wasted. They're like, all right, so here's this cool idea about, like, a, sh- a ship that steers with a sword. All right, bye. Uh, and then, you know, there's, the like, the opening chase with, like, the carriage in London. And, like, it's like, oh, seeing the pirates outside of the Caribbean. This is, like, something that's totally new. All right, bye. We're not going to deal with that anymore. <laughs> I agree. There's just a lot of missed potential. I have to say, I may actually like five better than this, That's, which is like, yeah, um, right. I'm, I'm. I don't know. I don't it's know a tight race, but it's definitely not a tight race for me. I guys, five. We're not talking about five today. <laughs> five is so bad. Five. You cannot imagine how bad it is. But at least they try and do stuff with their characters and expand on certain ideas. Like, okay. You know, I really liked the skeleton sharks in five. That was badass. That was that was fun and that was entertaining. But but I liked the action sequences here, like when they were trying to do the sword fighting, and then there's a fake Jack Sparrow, but it's actually Penelope Cruz. I I like that idea too. Again, they send it nowhere. It Mm -hmm. means nothing why this is happening. But it's still a cool idea because at least this one is just trying to be its own thing, kind of. It's kind of trying to set up more lore. But like, if you just take it as standalone. It's fine, and it's not bad. Whereas 5 is definitely trying to start the franchise over, and it's trying to connect back to old things, even though it feels nothing like the rest of the movies. 
I'm just going to give it number uh, Pirates 5 its props because he tried to connect it and, like, expand a bit more. Like, oh, here's the whale's son. And, like, uh uh-oh, Barbosa's got a daughter. What's going to happen here? And Spoilers I can, for Pirates 5, jeez. Yeah, yeah, sorry, guys. I, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see, like, an actual arc for Barbosa in 5, where in this one it's just like, I have a peg leg. <laughs> but his arc in 5 makes no sense for his entire character at all. None of it makes any sense. It's all... I, we're not here today, so... <laughs> I didn't say he had a good arc. I said he had an arc. <laughs> I think maybe we should we should do a separate podcast debating which is worse, four or five. Yeah, true. But On Stranger Tides uh, is definitely a movie that they were done with the franchise after three, mm-hmm. and then I think very shortly afterwards they were like, oh man, we made so much money with these. We should... We should do one more. Let's do it again. And then this one made over a billion dollars, so I think they chose right. I mean, it's the most successful out of all of them, like, foreign at least. I think Dead Man's Chest is the best worldwide, but that's because it made, like, double Mm. what it did in America. Okay. Because, like, Dead Man's Chest was, like, over 400, and this one, like, barely cracked 200. Mm. In, uh, in America. Interesting. Other Pirates films, you liked them, one, two, and three, like, you know, for what is, they are? One is great. One mm-hmm. one has, like, it's just such campy fun. Honestly, one of the best Johnny Depp performances, and people can fight me on that. Yeah. And it's just so much fun and good. Two and three are, like, not good movies, but they're just, they're entertaining, and they take the characters you liked from the first one mm-hmm. and give them more to do. They do weird stuff that is also out of character <laughs> and kind of stupid, but, like, so many great set pieces, like the wheel that Jack and, and uh, Orlando Bloom fight on are is really good. And the, at, like the last hour of three where they're just fighting like in the big storm, like as the whirlpool is coming through, like in the ships, that's that's really cool. No, I haven't watched the older the one, two and three in a while. I actually rewatched two recently, but I remember enjoying them a lot. Two definitely held my attention more than this movie. And I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I like three also. So, like, I was excited to see the fourth one mm-hmm. and very, very disappointed. Maybe that's the sort of why I like five better than this one, because I also expected less from yeah, five. That's fair. There were, there were expectations with four, whereas with five, it was like, oh, they're making another one. Yep. Yeah, for certain reasons of expectation, I'll we'll get into that later in, in surgery, because I have some stuff that... I'd like to fix on that in that way. Yeah. At least stuff that I was expecting. Yeah, I feel that. All right. Uh, should we summarize this bad boy, get into the deeps and depths of this movie? Let's uh, try our best. <laughs> All right. So we open up this movie with a couple guys fishing. They pick up this really big fish, it looks like. But, uh-oh, it's not a fish. It's an old man. It's a man. and He's babbling about something, and then they take him back to, like, this Spanish general because they're off the coast of Spain. They take him inside this castle, and they're like, "He's like, who is this man?" And they say, "He says he's from Ponce de Leon's crew." And the guy, because it's kind of hard to tell what the time period of these movies is, he's like, "Ponce de Leon died two hundred years ago." At some, he just realizes, "Ooh, this means he found the Fountain of Youth." And then we cut to titles. Yep, cut to titles, and you know, we never hear back from that old guy again. We honestly don't hear much back from the Spaniards either, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep getting into that later. The Spaniards have all of, like, three scenes. Mm-hmm. So we go in. There's a man with a bag over his face and a bunch of people screaming and yelling at him, like, hang the pirate, hang the pirate. And they go into this court. They take off the bag, and it's revealed to be 
Gibbs. Gibbs. Joshua just, Gibbs. Just, you know, Captain Jack's best friend from the first three movies, his his first mate, right-hand man, and they're like, all right, we got we to gotta kill just Captain Jack Sparrow. And Gibbs is like, I'm not Captain Jack. And at some point you see, like, the big wigs and you realize you're in London. So, like, they're, they're a long way from home. So Gibbs is standing trial, and the judge walks in and is like, hmm, I see you have crimes against piracy. I sentence you to life in prison. Everyone feels super blue balls after that. And they're like, what? No, hang the pirate, hang the pirate. Gibbs looks a little closer at the judge and he goes like, Jack? And he's like, oh, go throw him in jail. Goodbye. And he gets up, takes off the wig, and it's revealed to be Captain Captain Jack Jack Sparrow. It's uh, it's and that's that's a fun scene for him to to get his little reveal, uh, Captain Jack. But then he gets kind of, he takes off all of his clothes, gets in the cart with Gibbs, and they have like a talk about what their what their next plan is. They they have like a recap of the other films. So it's like <laughs> Gibbs is like, "Hey Jack, I saw, I remember you're trying to find the Fountain of Youth." And then he's like, "Gibbs, I remember you on the ship with Barbosa." <laughs> and at some point, we find out that uh, the Pearl sank allegedly. And Gibbs escaped. Jack's been trying to find the Fountain of Youth. And he's come to London in order to find someone who's posing as Captain Jack Sparrow and trying to recruit a crew together. Yeah, so Jack is not happy to hear that that's happening. Him and Gibbs are still in, like, this carriage, like, talking. They get to their destination, swing open the doors, and what is there? The British Army. British Army. Jack's like, ah, this wasn't part of the plan. He gets arrested, Gibbs gets arrested, and they bring Jack to this big dining room full of gold items and, like, fancy pastries. And, man, Jack really wants a pastry. <laughs> they, they spend a, a, a good amount of time on him just trying to, some hijinks of him trying to grab one of those little cakes and uh, get stuck to the ceiling. Oh, man, shenanigans. So as he's waiting, trying to get this pastry, the doors swing open again, and who comes out but Mr. Dudley. <laughs> Such a bad name. Um, no, it's it's the guy, the actor that plays uh, one of the Dudleys in the Harry Potter movies, but... Oh, sorry, Dursley, not Dudley. He is uh, the king or a uh, duke of something? Yeah, he's like he's a high-ranking person within the, the British uh, like royalty, and he's talking to Jack about all his piracy, and Jack's like, please, once you're a pirate, you can never not be a pirate. And then he says, are you sure about that? Look behind door number two. <laughs> and who steps out from behind door number two, Taylor? Captain Barbosa, man. What? Barbosa? But he's a pirate. Why oh. would he join the royal the royal army? I, I don't know. Why would he, Samuel? Well, I'm trying to remember his reasonings for doing it because it seems also out of character. They get into it later, but he's definitely like sort of like, Ah, oh, Jack, I've turned a new leaf. I'm working for the Empire now. And Jack's like, no, you aren't. And he's like, yes, I am. And he's like, no, you aren't. Also, Barbosa has a peg leg now, so cool. Oh, yeah, because uh, apparently his there was a, a battle aboard the Black Pearl that sunk the ship. He lost his leg, and he like Jack kind of gets offered to like join join up with them, and he refuses. So he yeah. gets thrown back in jail. Well, he's about to get thrown back in jail, and then Jack starts one of his crazy little things <laughs> oh, where yeah. it's like, do you ever play the game Mousetrap? Yeah. It's like Mousetrap, where it's just a bunch of things are going at once. But, like, instead of you carefully making the traps, Jack just improvises it all, mm-hmm. which only works so much. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I, I skipped an entire set piece oh, okay. where they chase and they do that whole thing. Moral at the end of the story is it's a fun, it's a fun chase. 
there's a huge chase scene where it ends at this bar, which I gotta give the movie some credit. It's some nice foreshadowing. It's called The Captain's Daughter. Hey. So it's like, hey, good. All right. You, you tried the cap- there. Yeah, you tried you, there. Before you know what's happening, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good setup. Yeah, so yeah. Jack gets there. There's this one last Brit that's there. He's like, oh, hold up, Jack. And you hear a gunfire. And you're like, oh, no, Jack. But not really, because you can see where the gunfire is. <laughs> and we got Jack's dad here. Ayo. And so he's like, oh, hey, son. And Jack's like, hey, dad. And so they go get a little pint, and they start drinking and talking about the Fountain of Youth. Jack's like, have you ever been to the Fountain of Youth, Dad? And he's like, does this face look like it's been to the Fountain of Youth? Which, <laughs> <laughs> And so then uh, Jack's dad points out that the person that's recruiting people saying they are Jack Sparrow is in the back over there. And then Jack's like, oh, that's not cool. Turns back around and his dad's left. I'm like, oh, okay, Dad. <laughs> Thanks for the cameo, Dad. Yeah. And so then Jack goes... <laughs> And tries to confront the one person that's imposter, like acting like him. And the people there are like, "Oh, you have some nerve dressing like that, sir, like a uh, Captain Jack Sparrow." And then Jack Sparrow's like, "Do you yeah. know my name?" And, and the, guy, the guy's like, "Oh my God, this guy doesn't know his own name." <laughs> that was good. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I get this movie's got this movie's got parts. This, yeah. It's got parts that work. Eventually, Jack finds fake Jack. They engage in a little bit of a little bit of swordplay. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I like the fight. It's cool. They like jump into the rafters, do some sword fighting, and at some point, Jack's like, "Wait a minute! Only one person in the world knows this sword fighting technique." And he pulls in the imposter and starts kissing him. Yep. And I'm like, damn, you took quite a risk there, man. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was just your clone, Jack? Yeah. Well, I feel like... with yourself. I feel like he would be in, down for that. He's interested. But he'd be down for that. But no, it's not, uh, it's not a clone of himself. It's Angelica, mm. his former lover. Basically, she, she's been impersonating him. I don't know, why is she impersonating him? Uh, <laughs> to get people to join the crew... Because she doesn't want to say it's Blackbeard's people. Yeah, because she, she wants to recruit people because I think they'd probably be worried about it being Blackbeard's ship. Something like that. Jack's yeah. got enough of a reputation to bring people aboard, but not so much that people would be afraid to join. But yeah, she basically recruits him, brings Jack aboard the ship. And so as they are literally making up, the British come again. They're trying to get Jack. They have a quick little fight, escape, and then Jack gets... <laughs> Drugged or not drugged, he gets like shot in the neck with a dart that has like roofies in it Flat or something, <laughs> you know. Um, and so then he wakes up at on the ship, and I'm sort of like, he was going to join you no matter what. There's no need in drugging him. But hey, it's a it's a fun trope to have someone get shot with a poison dart. It happens a lot more than you'd think. That's true, man. Have you seen the trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home? Yeah, that happens in there too. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, while Jack's being high, uh, Shanghai aboard the ship, Gibbs is confronted by Barbosa, who's just like, please just tell us where Jack is. We want to find the fountain as well for the, for the glory of England. Then Gibbs pulls out the map to the Fountain of Youth, but he burns it. Oh, He's no. Like, Don't worry, Barbosa. You need to take me on your ship because I've memorized the entire thing in this moment. Good on Gibbs. <laughs> Good on Gibbs, but I don't think that... I mean, maybe Gibbs is smart and can do that. Well, here's the thing. So later on, they're on the boat with Barbosa and Gibbs, and Barbosa is definitely like, Gibbs, are we going the right way? Like, how do I know we're going the right way? And I actually think Gibbs has no idea where he's going. <laughs> so you think they just ended up there by accident? Well, I think he's like, 
uh, we're going, it's fine. Look, it's the Spanish. And the Spanish are heading in the right direction. True. Barbosa's boat is going the opposite direction. <laughs> so I think Gibbs was just trying to, like, buy some time. And then he just, you know, by coincidence got it. So, good for Gibbs. Yeah. Also, that means that that entire scene of them saving Gibbs was really for nothing. Well, you gotta sort of understand, like, oh, look, uh, this is why they haven't killed off Gibbs. And it's sort of like, okay, let's understand. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's a long movie. I feel like we don't need every scene. No, we don't. But, but yeah, basically that happens. Jack is aboard the ship. Uh, so, he wakes up on the ship, finds out that he is, like, the bottom-ranked person and has to, like, score up the dishes and wash the deck and everything. And there's talks that this is Blackbeard's ship, and Ooh. no one's seen Blackbeard, though. But also, there are zombies walking around, so it's sort of like, is it that big of a stretch? <laughs> is it common knowledge that, uh, at this point, that Angelica kind of uses magic? Because she has, like, the sword that, like, points the ship. Well, no one's seen her do that, I don't okay. think. It's, I didn't know if that was an open thing. Because they say she's the first mate, so it's not like she's directing anything. Jack has a day of being a laborer. Then he talks to Angelica, which also, good on you for remembering her name was Angelica. (laughs) They talk, and it's revealed that Angelica is Blackbeard's daughter. And it's like, whoa. But she's sort of lying about it, where it's like, oh, I'm not really Blackbeard's daughter. He just bought that. And Jack's like, he bought that? And she's like, no, I sold that. (laughs) It's a good line, kind of. But yeah, it, I mean, it makes sense. She's uh, apparently Blackbeard had had relations with a Spanish woman before, and she knew how to get in good with him. And so they never really address the fact that she's not actually his daughter ever again. Well, he she is his daughter is the thing. And it's sort of a weird reveal when they do it again, because it's like, Jack, I really am Bar... Or uh, not Barbosa. <laughs> I really am Blackbeard's daughter. And it's like, wait, but you just had that reveal. And then it's like... Even Jack points it out where it's like, wait, so you lied by telling the truth? And it was she was like, yes. And he was like, why make it so complicated? Which, come on, guys. Just because you're pointing yeah. it out that it's complicated doesn't make it not complicated. Pointing out the problem doesn't fix the problem. Because they even say that later, too, where they're talking about the plan with the, with the chalices and the mermaid tear. Yeah. And even then he's like, doesn't this plan seem a little overly complicated and like... And he's like, so one cup gets the tear and one cup gets nothing, and then both t- cups get the tear. Like, okay, that's a problem for later, but, like, yeah, it still bothers me. No, so later on that night, Jack hosts a mutiny of Blackbeard because no one's seen Blackbeard. And they're like, "Black, this isn't Blackbeard's ship. And another guy's like, yes, it is. I'll read the front of it. It says the Queen Mary or whatever. And they're like, you're stupid. <laughs> Try and get the mutiny going on. But, uh-oh, who shows up? Blackbeard. But he doesn't just show up. He starts controlling the ship just, like, with his mind. So, like, everybody who started doing the mutiny, he, like, controls the ropes on the ship. And, like, they grab everybody and, like, hoist them up into, like, a spider's web of, like, pirates. Which, again, really cool idea. And then they discard it pretty fast. Pretty quickly, yeah. And then he, well, then he picks up Jack and Jack's like, uh, Captain, I'd like to report a mutiny. <laughs> and then he's like, and drops Jack just straight on the ground. Yeah, all that happens, and Blackbeard decides not to kill Jack because Jack knows where the fountain is, and so Blackbeard kills the cook? Yeah. Oh, and I think also at this point we're introduced to the priest. Yeah, the Uh, priest, the clergyman, is, like, up on the bird's... uh, What do they call it? The bird's nest? nest. Crow's nest. And he's just hanging out, literally. Well, they cut him down, and then... uh, Well, that's because Blackbeard's about to kill Jack, and then the priest shows up. 
And he's like, you can't do that, you coward. And I'm like, well, shoot him. <laughs> Blackbeard, why aren't you shooting him? Uh, which, but then they explain that Angelica brought the priest aboard so that she could, that there could be a man of God to try and save her dad's soul. Uh, which is an, in- again, interesting idea. Completely dropped. Yeah. For the most part. I feel like it's pretty lazy with them, too. It's just like, oh, we need another character. That's a good heart. Because it's not like Blackbeard is taking lessons from this guy. He's literally just hanging out in the crow's nest like yeah. area and sort of having a low-key Jesus moment because his arms are all spread hey. out. And it's like, oh, look, what are you doing there? The clergyman guy is just such a bland character, too. But anyways, they get the cook, throw him out onto a tiny boat. <laughs> And they literally just roast him, man. They're like, your cooking sucks, ooh. And then they're like, all right, paddle as fast as you can. And then the clergyman's like, give him a chance. And then just a trap door opens and just flames. (laughs) How does that not burn the entire ship down? That is a good idea. I don't know. Hmm. Where's the logic in this Pirates 4? Come on now. But basically then uh, I think Jack's taken back to Blackbeard's quarters and they have a talk kind of about the specifics of what uh, of what the Fountain of Youth is all about. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I guess we need some exposition talk. Yeah, and so they reveal that the Black Pearl was never actually sunk. Blackbeard just keeps it in bottles. Um, I don't know how that works. Basically, he uses magic to shrink all the ships that he, like, dis- learned to defeats. And then just keeps them on, like... On his, on his boat. And so now they find out that they need to carry or get a mermaid for this whole ritual of the Fountain of Youth to happen because they need a mermaid's tear. Yeah, and basically they, they need like two silver chalices from Ponce de Leon's ship. Mm-hmm. They need to have those and they need to use water from the fountain itself and a mermaid's tear for reasons. Yeah, this is where it gets overly complicated, but, you know, let's not spend too much time on this. Yeah. They go to this place, Whitecap Bay. They get attacked by mermaids. I felt really bad for the people that literally were used there for bait for the mermaids. Yeah. Well, because at some point they're like, they go out in a boat and they try to let the mermaids lure them to the boat. And then there's guys like standing on the shore with nets, like they're going to fish for these mermaids. And they just get like just lassoed and like just thrown into the water. Yeah, it's brutal. It's a cool like badass moment for Blackbeard where he like, says anybody who stands on the shore is a dead man. So, like, he's aiming his gun at these guys, but they're getting taken when they go out to the water. And so it's like, who who do you want to die by, the mermaids or Blackbeard? <laughs> yeah, honestly. So then they have that whole scene. Jack ends up blowing up this lighthouse that it ends up trapping one of these mermaids. Yeah. And they take that mermaid, who they name Serena later on. Yeah, well, they don't name it. The, the priest does. Yeah, because. There's a moment where the priest and the mermaid kind of, like, look at each other. And then I'm just like, okay, I guess we're going to do this now. <laughs> yeah. A couple things on this scene. It's way too dark. Lighting-wise, it's too dark. I want to yeah. see stuff. And this is where I started noticing that the score has really weird times where it comes in. Like, there's this one time where Angelica is getting attacked. Oh, she's getting uh, lassoed by some seaweed. And Jack just cuts the cedar wood off, and it's like, and then they run like five feet. <laughs> and it's like, come on. It doesn't need to be this epic for that moment. Yeah, it's like, oh, you got my, you got me going, and now it's like, all right, now what's next? And it's, yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't great. I'm also glad you like skipped through this, because this is like a 15-minute sequence that's like, cool, again, cool in theory to like have them fight these mermaids. But all you need to know is they fight the mermaids, they capture Serena. It looks like the priestess, like, likes her. Now they're carrying Serena in, like, this box of water and everything. And they ask, at some point someone asks, hey, why are we carrying her? Why don't we just get her tears now and then kill her? And then Blackbeard just turns and says, 
mermaid tears don't keep very well. We need them to be fresh. I feel like th- this was like a couple things of like the producer was talking to the writer and was like, this doesn't make sense. And he's like, oh, all right. Now it makes sense because Blackbeard pointed out how stupid it was. And then it's but like, okay. How does Blackbeard know the like the freshness that tears keep? <laughs> yeah. That like, is... How is that a fact that he knows? <laughs> what book tells you this? What like life experience? Like, is he just a scientist in his off time? And he's just like, all right, let's study the property of mermaid tears on most things. No, he was the apprentice of uh, Newt Scamander. He reads oh. a fantastic piece of where to find him. Uh, so, yeah. So, basically, that's their excuse for keeping the mermaid around. Serena and the clergyman. What's his name again? Sean? Uh, Something bland Philip like that. Philip Swift. Philip Swift. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. And they kind of, like, have a couple moments together while they're walking, and, like, he tries to figure her out, and he's like, you're so different. You're different from other girls. Uh, yeah, maybe it's because she doesn't have legs, but yep. whatever. So then they have some forced chemistry, the clergyman and Serena, and they end up going to this one cliff where the bridge has broken and they can't get to Ponce de Leon's place. So Blackbeard decides that Jack needs to jump off the cliff and get the chalices for them and meet up with them later. He coerces him by pulling out a voodoo doll, <laughs> which he has used earlier to like make Jack do whatever he wants. But he pulls out the voodoo doll and it's just like, all right, I guess we're going to just see see how this works. And he just tosses the voodoo <laughs> off the cliff. <laughs> and then he's like, don't worry, you'll survive, Jack. And he's like, uh, okay. They also have this weird scene where it's like Russian roulette with guns and Angelica almost dies. And Oh, yeah. That scene is just like, why did you do that? That added five, ten minutes. And, you know, let's not talk about it anymore. Nope. I think we're getting to the point where we could probably cross off a lot of plot things. Yep. So basically Jack jumps in, makes his way down to Ponce de Leon's ship. And so he is looking for the chalices, and he hears this like, I've been waiting for you, Jack. <laughs> and Barbosa shows up. It's weird because Barbosa was like a day or two behind them. And they yeah. somehow made up the ground to, like, get there in time. Just a, just a thing I wanted to point out. Yeah, hey, that pig leg really helps out, you know? <laughs> Barbosa does Iron Mans now, you know? He, Barbosa noticed the roads and the signs pointing the Ponce de Leon ship. <laughs> the other guys were just wandering through the jungle. Yeah, idiots. Barbosa and Jack have to work together right now because the ship they're on is on a hill or, like, on a mountaintop, and if they keep moving around, everything's going to fall down. But they also notice that the chalices aren't there. Yeah. And Barbosa kind of surmises that the Spanish... Remember the Spanish? Mm-hmm. Oh, I barely do. They, they're like, <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, the Spanish must have taken the chalices. And so they decide they're going to go find the Spanish. Yeah, and so now the two of them are going to work together to go find the Spanish to get the chalices. They have, like, a minorly successful way of getting the chalices, but then get captured, too, so they get tied up to coconut trees. Yeah. Barbosa goes into his backstory, like, hmm, I joined the British Army to get back at Black beard because he shunk the parole and that's my that's my reasoning for doing all this and it's like all yeah, right. and so basically jack's like oh so you're not actually going to the fountain of youth you're just going there because you know blackbeard's gonna go there and you want to be the one to like kill him take revenge for the for the pearl and for taking your leg which you know is, is fair but also barbosa's got a pretty sweet life yeah. as like a as like a british like navy man and like he doesn't have a leg anymore but he's fulfilling the pirate prophecy Yep, he has a different leg to stand on. Ew. Uh, so now Jack escapes. 
The Spanish go after Jack. Barbosa escapes, and they meet up again. Jack has the chalices now, somehow. Barbosa and Jack make this deal where, and we'll find out this later, Jack meets up with Blackbeard again, takes him to the place of the Fountain of Youth. Just before this, just because it's important for plot, Philip and Serena have had their like time together to like mm-hmm. just enough time to make you believe they fall in love. And at some point, <laughs> Philip thinks that he's all alone, uh, that they've they've ki- they've like killed and captured Serena, and he runs off into the woods. He's like Serena, no! And she then he's like almost taken hostage, and Serena sees that and like sheds a tear for him. Or no, she doesn't shed a tear. She thinks that he's like been killed. Yeah. And then when he shows up, she cries out of joy, and they capture her tear that way. It's weird and complicated, but basically, at at a certain point, they finally get her tear. Yeah. Even though they could have gotten whatever. And so now they go. They're in the Fountain of Youth. Blackbeard's like, wow, it's finally happening. But then, uh-oh, who's there? Barbosa's people. Hey, oh, yo. snap. And so they're about to fight each other, The whole, both of the crews. And Jack's like, hold on, hold on, let's not fight. Uh, these, This beef is between these two guys. And then Barbosa and Blackbeard are like, no. <laughs> so everyone <laughs> fights. Funny. Well, they fight for like a little bit, and then everything stops again, and the Spanish arrive. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, okay, so we got three armies here. Ready to do battle, I guess. Yeah. They, the Spanish decide to destroy the chalices and throw it into the water. Yeah, because their thing is that they actually want to destroy the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. They're like, uh, they're like hey, uh, God didn't want this, yeah. so we're going we're gonna to get rid of this. You guys don't deserve it. Which, honestly, the Spanish are probably the good guys in this movie. Yeah, who would have thought? Blackbeard gets stabbed by Barbosa. And now Barbosa, or sorry, Blackbeard is dying. Angelica goes up, rips out the sword this is that the stupidest, has. <laughs> this, is, this is the stupidest thing I think that happens in this movie. Because Blackbeard gets stabbed. He's with because Blackbeard or Barbosa has a poison sword. Mm-hmm. So the second he stabs Bar- Blackbeard, it's just gonna kill him no matter what. And Angelica's like, no, and she pulls out the sword. And you can see in the cut, she very easily pulls out the sword normally. And then in the next cut, her other hand is underneath. And Jack's like, no. And it, she just cuts her own hand. Like, oh, my God. That was so stupid. Yeah, that was bad. It's, but, yeah. So it, the two of them are cut with a poison sword, and they're both dying. Well, also just, like, the frog scenes that they have before this where it's so forced. Like, a frog, a poisonous frog's jumping around Gibbs, and Barbosa's like, Oh, poisonous frog, don't let it touch you, or it will kill you. And it's like, okay. Okay. And so now both Blackbeard and Angelica are dying. Jack grabs the two chalices. Or, no. Well, the, the mermaid grabs the two chalices. Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck is this mermaid helping out these people? No reason except for the fact that the Spanish, like, threw the chalices away and then she grabs them and, like, gives them to Jack because I guess Jack might have been nice to her at one point. No. <laughs> do I see ever? No. no. There's absolutely scene. no reason for her to do all this. And she's like, don't waste my tear. And I'm like, yo, these people tried to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like, neither neither one of the people that you're trying to save are good people that you want to, to, to keep alive. Which maybe maybe because he saw how much Jack like feared for Angelica dying, maybe yeah, because know. she's also in love with someone. I don't know. That's per- that's a big stretch. Yeah. So, but at some point, the Spanish are able to destroy the fountain or like you know crush it, and so it like can't really produce water anymore. Right. So Jack now is like, or right, let's talk about the mermaids. So the mermaid. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll finish the mermaid. Yeah. Stuff. The clergyman gets stabbed during the fight. Goes out right next to Serena. The mermaid and so Serena's like, 
oh, I can tell me to save you or something. And it's like really weird. The clergyman ends up falling in the water and the mermaid and Serena makes out with him. And so now he's fine. Yeah, she drags him under the water, and I guess the assumption is that they'll both be fine. Well, they talk about mermaid kisses. Like, if you if you get kissed by a mermaid, then you can breathe underwater or, like, something really vague. And it's literally like a throwaway line where – because most people at the end of this movie thought the mermaid killed him. Yeah. Well, because that's what it looks like because it looks like a mercy killing where it's like, hey, at least you get to be with this mermaid you fell in love with, like, yesterday. Yeah. Also, like, Jesus, they've talked to each other for maybe, like, two hours. Like – any regular Disney princess would be like, hey, man, you guys might be rushing this. <laughs> You're getting into this a little too quickly. Because I also don't even talk about that much, like, deep stuff, really. No, and it's weird that that's one of the things I really remember from this movie, because it's so forced in. Like, well, it's, that's why you remember it, because it is so forced in that it makes no... It doesn't mean anything to the rest of the movie. No, it never comes back, or yeah, whatever. So, back to Angelica and Blackbeard dying. Jack is filling up the chalices with whatever fountain of youth water they have, puts the tear in one, and sort of goes up to Blackbeard and Angelica and is like, all right, this is the cup that will... Oh, do we? Should we explain how the Fountain of Youth works also? Because we barely touched on that. I mean, the Fountain of Youth just works how it works. But yeah, so basically the Fountain of Youth, the way it works is the reason there are two chalices is because someone has to actually give their life force to the other person. So it's not the Fountain giving you youth, the fountain takes it from another person. Right. So basically, he fills up the two chalices, puts the mermaid tear in one of them, so that when one person drinks the mermaid tear cup, they will gain the life of the person who drank from the cup that didn't have the mermaid tear. And so Jack tells that to Blackbeard and Angelica again, and he's like, this is the cup that will save you, and this is the cup that's going to sacrifice. I'm sorry, someone's going to have to sacrifice themselves. And so Blackbeard sort of like, Angelica, what do you want to do? And she's sort of like, save me, like, in a way. But he, then he's like, okay, no. He takes the cup that saves him, drinks it, and now Angelica drinks the one that's going to kill her. And Jack's, like, disappointed, starts walking off, and he's like, oh, shit. It was the other way around. <laughs> and then Blackbeard's like, what the fuck? And then... Now, uh, do you think that was an actual plan by Jack, or do you think it really was a mistake? Because they don't show very well, because he does that thing where he turns around and is, like, kind of cheeky, but also at the same time he's also... <laughs> kind of serious about if he forgot which cup it was. I think he did forget which cup it was, but I feel like in something Sergio will talk about is like he should know which cup it is. Yeah, because my, my theory based on everything is that he did know which cup it was and this was all a trick. Uh-huh. Because he, he did frantically try to save Angelica, but then what's about to happen in the next scene completely disregards that. Yeah, that's the thing. So, but basically Blackbeard is really screwed brutally killed <laughs> like holy shit like a whirlpool comes up and like rips his skin yeah. off of his body uh. this is in a Disney movie and like he doesn't have a lot of life left obviously so it's just enough to heal Angelica's hand and she's like rid of her poison and she's really pissed at Jack yeah for sort of get it and then I sort of don't cause cause she because she was okay resigning herself to dying so her dad could live like at least after he took the chalice yeah so, I don't know. It's it's a weird, complicated, emotional thing. But basically, at that point, after Angelica saved, the <laughs> the the two of them sail in like a little rowboat to uh, the island that Jack was marooned on in the mm-hmm. first movie. He, like, tosses a gun with one bullet to her. And he's like, all right, you have a bullet. You can do whatever you want with it. And he starts, like, gets back in his boat and sails off. And Angelica is frantically trying to be like, wait, I'm having your baby. And he's like... <laughs> 
I don't remember banging you. <laughs> this it, is so weird. It's, yeah, because it's, he like maroons her on this island. He's like, I love you, but I don't trust you. So you're going to stay here. She's like, no, you're going to take me with you. I love you. And he's like, you're right. I, I do care for you. Bye. Yeah. And he just runs back to the rowboat. And again, in a very stupid move on her part, she could, he moves so slowly she could climb in the yeah. rowboat. But she chooses just to stand on the shore and she's just like, oh, this isn't the last you've seen of me. <laughs> And I'm like it, it could it doesn't have to be the last. You could just climb in the boat. He's moving so slowly. Literally, like you can. She, I don't know why. It's, it's so dumb. Ridiculous. And so then she shoots the one bullet she has at Jack, and he's like, "Ha, you missed." <laughs> and that's it. That's yeah. the end of. Oh well. No, well, there's a couple other things that Barbosa decides not to go back with the Royal Navy, and he right. takes he takes control of Blackbeard's ship because he takes the sword that like controls the ship. Yes. So he's now a pirate again. Then I guess uh, Jack and Gibbs meet up again, like right. on the shore of a beach where Gibbs isn't with Barbosa anymore. Gibbs was able to like get the pearl out of Blackbeard's ship and all the other ships too. Yeah, he has like a, just a sack of ships and bottles <laughs> that he carries with him, which is pretty funny. Yeah, uh, and he gives the ship to Jack, but obviously they don't know how to like reignite it yet. Mm-hmm. So he's just holding like holding the black pearl in a bottle, and him and Gibbs like in the sunset walk down the beach. They're just like, so what's our next plan of attack? Well, he's more like, <clears throat> Jack, why, why didn't you take the Fountain of Youth? And Jack's like, it just makes it that much more interesting living life. You know, you just never know when it's going to end. What can I say? A pirate's life for me. And that's <laughs> where they Cut end. to credits. Yep. And that is the end of Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. So after recapping everything, uh, how, how, do you have any different feelings about it? Not really. It's still not great. It was hard to get through. I have to say one thing that I didn't mention in the beginning. Johnny Depp is trying. He's he, trying. He... I don't know about in five. I don't know if he's trying in five, but... No, he's he, not trying in five. He, he really does want this to succeed, because I think he knows. I think he kind of even knew in 2011 that his, like, career trajectory wasn't on a great path. Well, he, there's nowhere higher he can go, is the thing. Like, he was the A-list of A-list, so... And he just is so, like, regarded as a talent in the industry, but also, like, not well-liked as a person in the mm. industry. So it's just one of those things where he just knows where he can kind of go back to and, like go on vacation for a year yeah like some caribbean place and he gets to have fun no and i think he does like the character of jack sparrow like he is trying so hard in this like he really isn't phoning it in and if you see five that's where he's phoning it in and like i still don't think this is a great movie but nah at least he's trying i honestly i don't i still don't think it's a good movie i don't like it but there's so much fun to be had in this one even when it's the bad parts yeah and it's so much fun to talk about what doesn't make sense because the movie kind of acknowledges that too like, it, it it knows what movie it is. It doesn't make it a better movie because of it. I don't know. I, I respect it a little bit for just kind of understanding itself. Yeah, this would be in the bottom tier of all the movies. Not bottom tier, but, like, the lower half of the movies I think we've ranked, like, or reviewed. Like, yeah. we've reviewed some pretty bad movies. No. Um, coming at you solo. <laughs> and <laughs> there's some stuff to talk about here, though. There's yeah. I think we can improve this. Maybe on things that people aren't really thinking about, but anything else you want to talk about before we get into surgery? Um, nothing I can think of. I think I think it's best to dive in now. Okay. And really, really, uh, really cut up this body with our with our pointy <laughs> ship ship steering swords. <laughs> All right. What's the first thing you want to tackle with this? <clears throat> I think it's the the most obvious answer, and I hope you agree with me. Uh, we're gonna take out this mermaid priest subplot. Yeah. That has 
nothing to do with anything because the overall direction I want to take this in, and I don't uh-huh. know if you agree, is I want this to be a standalone pirate's adventure. Okay. I don't want this to necessarily connect so much to the universe at large or, like, try and set up sequels. Because we didn't actually say the after credit scene in this movie is uh, Angelica, the voodoo doll, washes up on shore of Angelica's beach. Oh, I, my, I didn't realize there was an after credit scene on this. Yeah, it's, I, I looked it up in the credits, and then when I, I skimmed back through it this morning. And it, it, sure enough, at the very end of the movie, at the, after the credits, the voodoo doll washes up on shore, and Angelica picks it up and, like, kind of looks, like, mischie- mischievous, but that'll never come back. Yeah, that never comes back. But it sounds like they were, like, trying to set up this new, like, series where there's a love thing between uh, Angelica and Jack Sparrow, and uh-huh. she probably would have come back. I want this to be completely, like, solo adventure. You don't have to worry about anything, which means maybe not setting up a mermaid priest subplot where there could be hope of future or there's this random thing you need to do in the middle of all these other things to make these other things happen. Just, like... Have it be a straight-up adventure. Yeah, no, I, and they try and do that in a way, but I would say they try and expand the universe, mm-hmm. but then they don't bring any new idea, new themes, or, like, interesting characters, because Jack Sparrow works the best when he gets to be zany and there's a straight man. Yeah. He doesn't really work when he's the main guy and everyone else around him is the straight man, well, yeah, sort, in a way. Well, the Black Pearl, he really wasn't the lead character. No. Like, he was the most famous person, but the story was uh, Will and Elizabeth. That was their story. And Jack was there as kind of like the the comedic foil who knows how the world works, mm-hmm. but still is a bumbling kind of guy. Whereas when he's like the main protagonist, it's difficult. I do think there's a world where that could work for this movie, because obviously we're not going to get Will and Elizabeth. Because in real life, we're not picking up Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley. No, not for small part. <laughs> Keira Knightley's in this movie for real this time. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. We need to take out Mermaid, Clergyman. Yeah. It is. It adds so much to the movie where it's fi- this movie's over two hours, yeah, barely it's two over hours two- and fifteen, I think. Right. So if you cut out that mermaid, the mermaid scene is cool. I I will admit, and the clergyman stuff like that's fifteen minutes right there. Yeah. Just have the mermaids attack the ship. Like, oh, we're going into the stranger coves, and yeah. oh, don't get enticed by the mermaids. Like, have you seen this animated Sinbad movie? No. Okay, this is really. Not, I'm not Did talking. Anybody see that? I'm not talking about like Sinbad the comedian. Like no, Sinbad no, no. I, the. I remember seeing commercials for. Okay. It. I think Brad Pitt plays Sinbad. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a scene in that where their ship goes into like the Stranger Coves or whatever, and sirens mm-hmm. come and like pick them off. Sort of like that. You don't know what this movie yeah. Sinbad's about, so it's fine. But it's fine. I, it's I, actually I, not a bad movie. Well, because there's coming from a six-year-old who <laughs> watched it. Well, because there's the whole concept of like you know sirens and mermaids is done in, a, in a pretty often, mm-hmm. but the way they do it in the movie, at least where they set it up, where like you kind of hear the mermaids singing, and it's it's a it's a very haunting like song. Yeah, they like lure some of the pirates in, but some of them aren't persuaded by it. And they start fighting. It's a really good sequence. You just don't need to pick up one of the mermaids afterwards. Yeah, no, it's just. They were trying to have a love interest like Will and uh, Kira yeah. Knightley. So and then. just trying to have a, a ripped priest. <laughs> yeah, just carry a mermaid, <laughs> which is, is something. But I, I really do like the sequence. So if you're going to keep it, have them get one of the mermaid tears, and maybe even the pre. If you're going to keep the priest as a side character, because I do think the movie doesn't have any good new characters. Mm-hmm. Like. It's Jack, Barbosa, and Gibbs, and those are, like, the three best characters that they have. Yeah. Like, not even Angelica and Blackbeard are that good. No, I I didn't even know what Angelica... I thought her name was Angela for half of this. (laughs) But, yeah, they're just not interesting, you know? And like, what if you have the priest, and he's actually, like, he's the reason the mermaid dies, 
and like he has to live with the guilt of that and they get, they get the tear and they're like good job boy you're a pirate now and that's just if we want to include a new character that's going to be interesting are you trying to give the clergyman like the Will Turner arc of like I'm not a pirate and now I'm a pirate or no, just like I'm trying to give him a separate thing where he's like a man of God but who's been like kidnapped by the pirates and kind of falls in line with him and sees that as his opportunity it's like it's kind of like a mini Breaking Bad where it's like you know you're this guy who looks pretty good but actually you've got darkness inside you okay it's, it's just an idea to throw out there if we want to have a good side character if we don't take him out altogether well I guess do you think he is the easiest character to make better to like have like oh this is the new man it's the clergyman no the easiest character to make better is Blackbeard yeah that's the easiest character you can make better and I'm so surprised they didn't make him cooler yeah no it's he just doesn't have a personality besides like haha I'm a dick when you see like what he does with the ship is cool but you don't associate it with him like the ropes and the steering of the things that's all the sword and like the magic right whereas if you could like almost like see him like doing the stuff and manipulating and like actually having a, an intelligent conversation with Jack or something. Yeah. That's not exposition related. I think that'd be really cool and also make him even more ruthless than just <laughs> burning the cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with Blackbeard, I want to see him and Barbosa's rivalry mm-hmm. a bit more because we only hear about it. And okay, it's, we don't even see it till the end. Yeah. It's literally, well, even when Barbosa is talking about like he attacked the Pearl and everything, like have a flashback. Show, don't tell. Yeah. You know? I think we can take Barbosa as, like, I'm part of the Navy, and that's why I'm doing this. I think he should team up with Jack, and this should be, like, the big showdown between Barbosa and Blackbeard. Like, it's hyping up, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like that Logan Paul kiss I fight, you know? <laughs> they got hyped up, and then, you know, tr- different thing. But, you know, it is that thing that we're hyped for the whole movie. It's yeah. like, okay, they're going to have this showdown, and, you know, I, I, yeah, no, like I, I, I get you. I think that actually would be pretty cool to see. Maybe even if there was a way to have, like, a scene or two between them Mm -hmm. before we get to, like, the fountain. And not just in a flashback way, like, actually having them confront each other. Right. Because what if at some point they, like, all three of them converge onto either Blackbeard's ship or, like, Barbosa's ship? Like, they're almost, like, at, like, at sword point, and Jack's kind of getting in the, the middle of them, like, whoa, whoa, whoa we kind of, we need each other to, like, get to the fountain. Like, you know, you've got the information, whereas you've got, like, the manpower and different things like that. Like, do you think that might work at some point? Uh, yeah, I do think that could work. Do you think this is just spitballing? Say Barbosa still is part of the British Empire, mm-hmm. but he's like, all right, I need Jack Sparrow and hit part of his crew on my crew so we can, like, take down Blackbeard. And so then the whole story is sort of like, uh-oh, these British people don't get along with the pirates. Like, oh, it's two worlds colliding. And then they sort of have to come together as a team to take down Blackbeard. That could be fun. I think that'd be good, because, like, because the only, like, fish out of water, so to speak, like, moment is, like, when Barbosa's like, on his ship, and he pours whiskey into his teacup, and then there's all these proper people, like, so we see the Spaniards off the coast of the ship. And that's kind of, like, it, where there could be, there's a lot of fun to be had with this. Yeah. Barbosa also is the guy that always eats apples, and, like, it's usually, like, it's a whole apple, and he's just a bite. he takes a bite out of it, and now it's, like, a nice cut-up apple, yeah. and it's like, oh, that was dumb. <laughs> Whatever. But I, I sort of do like this idea of the British and Jack having to work together to take down Blackbeard. I also want Jack to sort of, like, know what's going on a bit more. Like, say he's in that one pirate. Instead of saving Gibbs in the beginning, he's trying to find one of the chalices, and so he takes the chalice or whatever. And, like, he sort of knows what's going on, and he's had this plan. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jack 
needs to have a plan in one of these movies rather than just sort of stumbling around. Yeah. Because at least we can see, like, him having an end goal rather than, like, oh, I'm drunk and, uh, you're not Jack Sparrow, I'm Jack Sparrow. Because you get his motivations, but you don't get how he, like, wants to get from there to there. Yeah. And then maybe Angelica comes by and, like, steals the glass from him, and then that's where she's with Blackbeard right now, and he's like, oh, I love her, but I need to get my chalice staying back and something around that you know see i don't think because would you be saying that you'd be replacing a lot of the beginning with him actually just like going to get the chalices and then at some point getting like kind of kidnapped by blackbeard and that's how they end up in that area um maybe the beginning i'm saying when the chalices chalices is in london so it's like oh it's Mm -hmm. it's a museum you know (laughs) and so jack steals that and I was just going to say that I think, it, yeah, that's it's a good way to do that and to streamline everything. Because mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to just start, in literature or film terms, in media res. Uh, whereas the first scene, instead of like him being captured and Gibbs being captured, then him being a judge, and then uh, right. like, trying to do this escape. What if we just start in the middle where Jack and Gibbs, at some, we've just skipped all that part, and they're like in the middle of like the heist to steal the chalices. Mm-hmm. And then that's when like they get kidnapped by like uh, Angelica and Blackbeard. Because that happens like 30 minutes into the movie, whereas we could have an awesome action set piece, end it with them getting kidnapped 10 minutes in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of the movie just suffers from being too long and too talky. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because it has to explain so much. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, here's my frogs that are poisonous. Do you (laughs) get they're poisonous? And like, oh, this is how the fountain works. And also, that lie I told you about Blackbeard being my dad, it was the truth. And Jack's just like, well, I make everything complicated. I make everything complicated. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, so maybe when Jack and Gibbs get, they get captured, they, like, jump off the ship or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we're going to die on this random piece of wood. Yeah. And then the British come, or, and then Barbosa's there, or... No, I think it, it might be interesting if, you know, they get kidnapped by Blackbeard and Angelica, and that's where you learn about the fountain, like, the properties right. of it, so you can do that exposition there. And then Gibbs is like, all right, Jack, I, ha- I have a plan, and I know someone who can help us, but you're not going to like it. Okay. And, he, and then he like, they like, you know, steal a rowboat, and then they go back to London, and Jack just walks in and is like, who exactly are we meeting with that's in this like highfalutin place? <laughs> and it's like one of those fucking reveals where he's like in a swivel like royal chair, <laughs> and just like Barbosa just turns around and is like, hello, Jack, have you seen my pearl lately? Can we also not have Barbosa have one leg? I, d- I just don't like that. Because I think it would, it's just as much revenge if Blackbeard, like, took the pearl. Yeah. You don't need him to lose his leg. And then I guess Jack and Barbosa still have, like, that thing in common where it's like, oh, we need the pearl. And, like, they'll debate later on who's going to be the captain. But yeah. they both want the pearl. Because that's, like, the fun of, like, a lot of Black Pearl and At World's End is that they're at odds with each other. Yeah. They both want the same thing, so they have to work together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of their fun. Like, that's the fun rivalry of it. Yeah. Another thing, like, I I like what we have right now. We're going to cut that, and I'm going to just jump to a new idea. Mm -hmm. I sort of want Jack's dad to be more a part of this. I think that was just their fault in casting. Keith uh, Richards, Richards, yeah. He's not going to be in the whole movie. So would you think to recast him and just have (sighs) Jack's dad as part of it? Or do you just pay Keith Richards a lot of money to just be a little bit miserable for, like, six months? I think you pay him a little more money because, like, I'm sorry, but you guys made your bed in that, and now you have to sleep with, you know, Keith Richards being the dad. But I think if we put his dad more involved in this, 
then you can get an interesting parallel between Blackbeard as a father and Jack's dad. And then the two kids are always there. There's something there, I feel like. Um, I feel like there's a a plot and character element that could work really well into that. Because Jack's dad could actually be part of, like, Barbosa's crew. Or even just, like, a prisoner. But it might be fun to see Keith Richards dressed up as, like, a, a British officer. Yeah. Like, they should be getting into shenanigans a bit more. And maybe that's sort of, like, we find out that Jack and his, you know, well, we sort of know that Jack and his dad don't have the best relationship. And Jack acts out to get attention or whatever. And he wants everyone to love him. And, you know, at least we would have some character depth with him. Yeah. With Jack Sparrow. Um, like, sort of understanding him a bit more. But I guess that's also the cool thing about Jack Sparrow is that we don't know much about him. There's something there, I feel like. Yeah, the less um, you know about him, the more he's able to do. Yeah. Because if there's more mystery, then you don't know, like, what his character's like or what he'd be willing to do. Yeah. And so it it makes it easier to do that. So, but I do agree that there is something there with Dad, and I think if you... If you wanted to put him into the story, I don't think it would detract anything from it. Right. And so maybe, I mean, maybe his dad's dying and he's like, we need to get the Fountain of Youth for you and blah, blah, blah. Because then it could come down to the end where Barbosa actually kills Blackbeard. Mm -hmm. And then the the choice comes down to either saving Mr. Sparrow or Angelica. And of course, then the choice is like, oh, I got to pick Angelica because she's got life and dad's got to end things or whatever maybe uh, the dad Jack Sparrow's dad doesn't even make it a choice he just grabs the chalice and he's like whoa dad you actually did he's like I always loved you Jackie (laughs) or something like that like something I guess this movies these movies have been cheesy but or what if it's even a a bigger twist where Jack is trying to trick them and uh, Jack's dad accidentally (laughs) grabs the correct chalice Okay, so are we going to make Angelica more of an evil antagonist? No, or? no I, th- I, think oh. that's, I think that's an accident. I think Angelica is fine the way she is. We can make her better, too. But, like, I really don't know exactly what to do with her. Yeah, Because it also feels like the movie doesn't really know what to do with her. So I think if they're going to keep it as, like, a love interest and, like, Jack really doesn't know if he wants to be with her and give up being, like, such an evil pirate or if he wants to be by himself and, uh, and just live, live his life, he, like, tries to get her to... He's doing, like, the, the whole switcheroo, like, who, who's got the right chalice? Uh-huh. And Jack's dad thinks that he's doing the right thing. Right. And he just shoves the one with the mermaid tear, and he's like, Dad, no! <laughs> and then uh, Angelica just drinks the other one because she's like, it's too late at this point, and, like, actually gives a lot of youth to his, to his dad. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to use Keith Richards, that's how you recast him. So you get the younger <laughs> version of him to be in future movies. Oh, man. Oh. I don't know. That, that's, that's an idea that I... I think it would be interesting that is at least a twist. I think something also, if we're doing it this way, we find out that Blackbeard killed Jack's mom. Because that's, that's something. That's something. Jack's mom's never been even talked about this. Well, no, in, the, in the third one, uh, he, he's, uh, when Jack's dad shows up at the pirate table, uh-huh. he's like, Hi, hello, uh, say hello to your mother. And he like holds up you, like, the little Right, thing. that's right. Okay, still, but maybe he killed. That's yeah, his that trinket be. of re- the constant reminder that maybe he has so, to do something like do that. Do we want both Barbosa and Jack to have I revenge think, plots against him? I think Blackbeard has done so much in his years that multiple people can hate him. And maybe it's something they bicker about, like, Barbosa, I'm killing Blackbeard, and Barbosa's like, "No, he took my ship." He's like, "He took my wife." You're not gonna kill him. You're too old. <laughs> I'll drink the fountain first, and like you know, some that could be some back and forth there, because maybe that's another thing where the if we're gonna do the British subplot where they're always at odds, mm-hmm. maybe they play some liars dice to figure out who kills them or something. Something like that. I, I think 
I want Jack's dad to be more involved because there's some parallels there, I would say. Uh, anything else you want to tackle? Uh, I mean, I really do want to fix Angelica because there's so much potential there mm-hmm. for, like, you know, the daughter of, like, a pirate king and, like, an actual love interest for Jack and someone who, like, does develop his character a little bit. Right. We just don't really know a whole lot about what their past is. Honestly, even what her character is. Like, it'd be really cool to know if she actually is yearning to actually be the captain of Blackbeard's ship, but she is not doing that because he's in charge and she's, you know, not fulfilling her dreams or whatever. And, like, I don't want it to be, like, one of those, this is your dream, Dad, not mine. <laughs> but some something along those lines where she she almost feels hampered by the fact that she can't, full, like, be the full pirate that she wants to be. What if we have them be, like, a Romeo and Juliet thing where not to the extent of Romeo and Juliet, but Jack and... and Angela could never, not Angela, Angelina, right? Angelica. Angelica could never be together because Blackbeard did kill Jack's mom. And so now it's like, you can't be with her. Could you, like, really, could you, he, <laughs> <laughs> could you love the, the, the daughter of the man who did this to your mother? Yep, and pulls up the head. Because <laughs> maybe it's more of a forbidden love and something. What do you think of that? I think, I think that's a good idea because, yeah, they... And it would also, it would make them, like, geared for each other, but also when they meet up, they would fight. And it's, it's, it's a classic thing, but I think it would work for the two of them. They want to be together, but they really, like, can't be. And, and I do think that it would give her more to do to be like, why do you blame me for this when it was my dad that did it? And I, I know I support my dad, but, you know, he's my dad. Like, it would show a lot more of her character and, like, what she values and her family ties and how she wants things but can't have them sometimes. You know, basic character stuff that should be in movies. Right. Okay, I like that more with her. What do we do with her at the end, though? Uh, oh, I guess she's dying. Yeah, yeah. At, at least at least in the version that I kind of think yeah. would be a good twist and to, like, give them a lesson, because you'd, be ex- you'd be expecting that. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know, Jack's dad would sacrifice himself. But then at that point, Jack finally, like, you know, maybe at that at the end they finally professed their love for each other and they were ready to be together, but then Jack's dad accidentally kills her now. Right. So now even though they got their revenge on Blackbeard for doing for killing his mom, now he's got this animosity towards his dad, who now is super young mm-hmm. and like can totally they'll they'll be like contemporaries together now, so he's gonna live even longer. I, if we do that, we do see a different side of Jack Sparrow that he actually did care and loved her someone. Like, and if he gets a little like teary eyed about it, that and she's dying, I think that would be like, whoa, this is like expanding ca- the character of Jack. Like, look at this. Yeah. And then maybe another funny thing will be like the dad could be like, I, I can show you to shrink her head, <laughs> and then Jack will be like, no, it's fucking weird, Dad. I don't like it. I don't. Can you please get rid of mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they could have a moment where they like Jack recognizes it's his dad. And he like feels that way, but they gotta like part ways for now, right? Because you know, killed Angelica. Well, what if Jack's dad is always carries around the head of his mom because he's trying to get her to use the Fountain of Youth? What what happens oh. if you use a dead person? Like, what if you just open the mouth and put Fountain of Youth stuff in? I think you gotta ask the skeletons that are just lying in the Fountain of Youth because I think it's I don't think it works. Mm. So I would assume that the you know compensation would at least, like, get to these skeletons. And I'm sure a mermaid's pass by every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, uh, 
I don't think it, it'll help the dead people, but I'm, I didn't create the lore. I didn't create the world, so I don't know for sure. Well, maybe that's why he, the Jack's dad cut off the hedge, because like, oh, we need to preserve something. And, and then Jack even just walks up to his dad and is like, that's not how this works. <laughs> Look, I know magic is magic, but come on. There's got to be some common sense. Have you read Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, <laughs> Dad? God. I know it hasn't been written for 100 years, yeah. but still. Uh, okay. Well... I, I mean, I like these ideas so far. I like, no, I, I like these too, and honestly, with these ideas, it kind of turns it into a 90 to 100 minute movie, mm-hmm. which, if the series went in the direction that I wanted it to go, in that after this trilogy, it's just stand, like a standalone Johnny uh, Jack Sparrow adventure every two years, I think that'd be fun. And yeah. I think that would be a thing, and maybe you bring back Dad every once in a while, like every other movie, to be like all right, we got to team up. It's like, fine, but I won't be happy about it or something like that. You, you can use recurring characters, but the point is to just do these one-off adventures. Right. Where you've got the Fountain of Youth. You could even do Poseidon's Trident from number five, five yeah. but make it standalone. And like, you know, just a regular treasure where they're like, hey, we're out of money. We need to go find this buried treasure somewhere. One thing before we had started talking about this is like, I wanted to add Jack to have a brother. And it would be played by Russell Brand. <laughs> so it will be Russell Brand and Johnny Depp, like, acting weird together, being like, oh, hi, brother. Hi, Jack. And, you know, like, I could see them having good, like, chemistry between each yeah, other. But maybe we make Russell Brand young dad. Oh, then when Keith Richards takes the po- uh, the founding, he becomes, yeah, yeah. funny. Or do you like the idea of him having a brother? This is just a side thing. We're not adding this right now. No, I, li- I if we're if we're gonna do it this way, I, I like Russell Brand as young Jack's dad. Okay. Yeah, just because I feel like adding too many family members. Yeah. That seems kind of complicated because that was the whole pro- I, most of the problem with the fifth one is that it's like, all right, here's Will's son. All right, here's Barbosa's daughter. All right, here's mm-hmm. how. You know, Javier Bardem relates to John Depp from the past. Yeah. No, that, that's very true. Problem I had with the movie is, like, Jack doesn't have an arc. And so right now, just with what we have right now, it's Jack confronting his dad about everything, getting over and Angelica's bad past with his parent, her parents and everything. And he changes because Angelica dies at the end. Yeah. It's as much of an arc as Jack Sparrow really needs. That's true. That's true. Hmm. Okay. Any other big things you want to change? I guess we've had a lot of big things. Any small things you'd want to change? A weird thing. In the very beginning scene where Jack is talking to the Duke or whatever, and he starts the whole, oh, I'm running away. Like, all the soldiers are just, like, standing there with their guns, and I'm just like, just shoot him. Or <laughs> well, that happens later when Jack and Angelica, like, drop through, like, the panel, or, like, the trap door, uh, and the British soldiers just kind of, like, surround them with their guns. Yeah. They could just shoot into the water and kill them right then, but you see them pointing the guns in the water. It's like, damn it, our bullets aren't effective against water. Yeah. I, I think you just need one ADR line saying, like, don't kill him. He knows where it is. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> Barbosa is definitely just, like, the whole time that he's, like, running away in the beginning scene. Uh, that's the only minor thing I can think of. Sort of just give these characters say their names a few more times because I can't name you any anyone else that was on the ship yeah. in Blackbeard's ship, you know? Even just as, like, throwaway stuff like, hey, shmini shmini. Yeah. You know, like, hey, lower the sails. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we need the Spanish people here. No, the the, the battle should be, and the, the way the fountain gets destroyed is just that the battle between Barbosa and Blackbeard mm-hmm. gets so huge. That, like, you know, they start using explosives and stuff. It's like, whoa, 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 guys, calm, calm down. Don't do that. 
Speaking of explosives, another smaller thing, you know, when the cook is out, you know, roboing, Blackbeard should just be like, you know, I want you to survive. So here's a thing of dynamite. We're going to just have you leave now. And so when the cook is rowing off and they fucking torch him, Mm -hmm. it's a bigger explosion. Yeah. And then Blackbeard's just like, "Eh, I just want to see an explosion. (laughs) Because at least that gives some personality to Blackbeard. Well, then that could be even funnier where it's like, why did you give him dynamite if you're just going to burn him anyway? I like it when the fire's big. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Because, yeah, Blackbeard, Blackbeard needs to, that's the other thing. Blackbeard needs to be bigger. Ian McShane is like a very fun, imposing presence. But he needs to be. I guess compare him to Davy Jones. What's the difference? Uh, no jo- real, no real character arc and backstory. Yeah. I don't really understand exactly why he wants what he wants. Well, he just wants the fountain of youth. Yeah, to like, be, live longer, to repent, maybe to maybe. have more time to repent. I don't, I don't know. know. So there, something like that is said, not really, you know, known. Whereas it'd be cool to like, you know, see Blackbeard go like crazy and then feel bad about it later. Right. Like, what if, you know, he kills the cook at, like, the big explosion, and he kind of doesn't, like, go to his room and cries. But, like, and again, I don't know why I keep bringing back the priest, because he doesn't need to be part of this a lot. Uh-huh. What if there's the pri- a priest on the ship, and he actually goes and, like, does, like, a confession? Okay. Yeah. And it could still be a comedic scene where he's like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been 28 minutes yeah. since my last confession. <laughs> it's like, all right, tell me, tell me what you need. And he's like, I, you know, I torched this man and I caused him more pain than necessary. And I, I wish to not be this person anymore. And he's like, all right, say six Hail Marys and untie me. And then you are forgiven. <laughs> and then you just, you know, cut to him yeah. being tied up in the, in the other room. Okay. I like that a lot, actually. So it gives him a little bit of character. And I think, you know, and if you, if you want to like do other things, you keep the priests like the comedic relief where he's like, father, I don't, I don't know how to stop being who I am. And it's funny, and it's like, you know, it's emotional, too. Yeah, well, because that falls perfectly in tone of these movies, where it's like, all right, I did another bad thing. What did you do? All right, I murdered, like, (laughs) four or five other guys. Whoa, Jack, what the (laughs) hell, man? Uh, You know, I just, like, I today was a weird day, okay? You know, (laughs) there was a mutiny. Do these people not like me? Do they not like me? (laughs) Okay, no, I like that a lot. I think that's... Just make him the priest, like the shmi yeah. of uh, the boat. Like he doesn't need an arc of a, with a mermaid or anything. He's literally just a, just a foil for Blackbeard to play off of. Yeah, and someone to expand Blackbeard's character. Does Blackbeard have an alligator that follows him that tries to kill no, him? No, he doesn't. <laughs> I think those are the main things that I, did, which is mostly everything. But still. yeah, no, we uh, definitely dissected a lot of this. And you still get to keep the plot of the of the Fountain of Youth. You still get to keep Blackbeard and Angelica. And you get to keep kind of like the dynamics of everything, but it's it, it I feel like this definitely helps it to be more streamlined and to uh, give more character to it. No, I, I agree. No, I really liked what we talked about this. I good good stuff. Good All stuff. Right, Pirates of the Caribbean six, Redux Pirates of the Caribbean four. <sighs> Reduxing? Like taking. I'm just it saying out, that or? that's our version. Our, oh. They're gonna make six, but it's just gonna be called. Oh, okay, okay. Redux. I thought you were saying like what would you do for but six? What would you do for six? Are we doing what they're rumored to do right now and taking Johnny Depp out? Or are uh, we... Whatever Are we want. rebooting what, it, or are we... What would you personally prefer? I mean... Because my personal preference, honestly, is to let it die. It ended on a sour note, but I think trying to resurrect it is a bad idea. 
I think, well, let's be the writers where Disney's coming to us and like, we're going to pay you this and it's happening no matter what. What are you going to, what's your pitch? And I think the biggest thing is you just need Johnny Depp on board. Yeah. Like if Johnny Depp doesn't give a shit, then it doesn't matter how good the movie is. It's going to not be great. Yeah. If I had to do something, it looks like they're resetting everything. So Davy Jones is back. Yeah. I spoilers for five. Oh yeah, every, sorry. Everything gets reset at the end of that, like every single thing, and it it ruins all of the movies before. Since everything gets reset, I'm gonna say that technically means Blackbeard's back also. Mm-hmm. So maybe Davy Jones and Blackbeard team up to try and take down Will and Jack and Kira Knightley. I think you can bring back Angelica in some way. Yeah. And I think that would be interesting, but, like, she's still not the best character, so... Well, so, are you saying that you'd want Six to be, like, kind of the Avengers team-up where, like... Yeah. Basically all the characters that you've met show up and kind of, like, do a big battle? Pretty much, yeah. I I honestly kind of like that, too. If they're gonna do it, and if I want it to be killed off, killed off in style. Yeah, exactly. And it... uh, I don't know, because you have so many other things you have to juggle now. Did Barbosa die... Before or after the Triton? Was Before the Triton. I think so. Because so. I think he, he I think he sacrificed himself so that his daughter could get to the Trident. Well, no, because they're escaping. I'm yeah, pretty no, sure. they're escaping. Yeah. So he, he dies after the Trident gets broken. Okay, so, so Barbosa's out. Well, he doesn't have to be. Just bullshit magic. There's enough residual magic left over that brought him back. And since he was buried under the water, he can breathe water now. Eh, maybe. I don't even... Well, because now we have to juggle with Will's kid and... Barbosa's kid. Yeah. Or we don't, and we just say they died between movies. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I hate it when I people know. do that. The, you have... Because s- there's stuff to work with there. There, There is, but not a lot. Like, I can only think another father-son parallel between Orlando Bloom and his kid, and that's it. Because those characters weren't interesting in 5. No, they weren't. They tried, but they weren't. No. Like, I, there's nothing I can explain. Descri- in three words, give me characteristics of Will's son. Yeah. He's Will's son. <laughs> the girl, actually, he's, the Barbara's daughter has more character, because at least she's trying to be an astronomer. And yeah. She has a goal. Yeah. And Will's son's just like, I need to free my dad. Yeah. Who but, are you after that's done, dude? I guess also describe Will, and I would say he is adventurous, loyal... He's definitely, he's humble, like, he, he's yeah. got skills and he knows what he's doing, but he's working as a blacksmith's apprentice, like, just because, you know, it's the right thing to do, and he, he know he almost feels his place, he doesn't believe in himself that much, so that's his arc, is, like, being bigger and being more. Right. I don't know, six would be tricky, but I think you do just make evil Avengers. Yeah. Because then, Jack always feels, when Davy Jones was running around, Jack felt safe on land, mm-hmm. and now if you have... Blackbeard back into it too. It's land and sea are yeah. just done. Which also, if uh, if they do, if they try to end up resetting everything and everything's back to the way it was, what if it's kind of like an alternate past where like the world, like the almost like the world is like just kind of over, not overrun with pirates, but just in a little bit of chaos because just every magical thing that could happen is now happening again. Again, it's not, it shouldn't necessarily be a save the world movie, mm-hmm. or it should just be a you know a personal struggle between them. But I think it would be an interesting setting at least to be like, yeah, the, the world is just like a pirate kind of like looted world, almost post apocalyptic, but before like mm-hmm. colonial times. Okay. Just 
just a thought. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can talk about this later. I'm sure we'll do five eventually. I've got things about five. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to tackle right now? No, I I think I'm pretty good. Do you have anything else you wanted to get to? Because I'm not too many fun facts about this one. This is actually the most expensive movie ever made. Really? That's one fun fact I got for this. Okay, I don't... I don't have anything else, so that's the only fun fact you have? It's, well, I, I think Solo actually topped that because they filmed the movie oh, twice. Okay. But mm-hmm. if you if you don't count that, this is the most expensive movie ever made when you factor in production and marketing. Okay. Because production, uh, on things like Box Office Mojo, they'll say it costs 250 but it, it the actual reports are that it costs upwards of four 400 to $500 million, and then that doesn't even factor in the $100 million of marketing that they did. Oof. So that's already like half a billion dollars that they invested. So they got very lucky that it did make a billion dollars. Yeah, wow. Damn, I would have thought this would have been more profitable than that, but I guess not. No. I mean, definitely not as profitable, uh, unprofitable as Solo, where it cost yeah, that's true. upwards of three to four hundred and uh, made exactly that much back. <laughs> Big oof. Big oof. But yeah, that's the only real fun fact I have for this movie, because this movie doesn't have too many fun facts. It's no. just, it was their cash grab. I think Johnny Depp... At one point, spent like a million dollars for people on set to have like ponchos or something. Yeah, I think yeah, he even got like people like a bunch of like ponchos and like hand warmers and stuff, and like making sure everybody was comfortable because you're out to sea and in a very uncomfortable place for a long time. Yeah, that is true. All right, well, let's wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. If you want to keep following us, please subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you want to follow us on all the socials, we are just Dr. Script on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is DR Script Podcast. Again, like DR, like Dr. Short Dr. Script. Um, and yeah, uh, subscribe to us on all of the things. If, you were, if you're on iTunes, please leave a review. Or just drop some five stars, maybe no review, but the review really helps to let us know how we're feeling. Yeah. You know, we got, we got a nice one that was complimentary, and I hope to hope we can get a few more in there so we can kind of uh, expand a little bit. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with something else. Maybe another forkwell? May, maybe. You know, maybe some... We'll keep whipping back and forth on it. All right, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.